0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature.
1: It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
2: Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. England are in the Euro 2020 final. The first Euro final ever for them. The first major final since literal generations. Since 1966. This England team has proven itself as one of the most successful England squads of all time. And now there's a chance for the first major trophy since their only World Cup win. To look back at the glorious occasion that was England versus Denmark, recap this incredible set of semi-final games, and to look at how England should play Italy in the final, let's see who we have with us tonight. George, how do you feel?
1: Uh, I feel amazing, obviously. England are in the final for the first time in my lifetime, in my dad's lifetime. He he was born a year after '66, um, oh. so yeah, absolutely buzzing.
2: And uh, wearing an Italy shirt, the Renaissance green kit, is uh, Fergal. Um, pretty telling, isn't it? Buongiorno. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Um,
0: have been better. We uh, got twenty four hours right. to recover. I hope. Yeah, we're we're um, we just we just I don't know. Yeah,
2: well I'm I'm here, I'm present. That's what matters. That's what <laughs> matters. And uh, to also look back at the game and preview the Euro twenty twenty final is one of our Patriots uh, featured on the Patriots Pod recently. FJC,
3: Fergus Collins. Hello. Hi. Good to be back. Yeah, I'm really excited to just get to a final now i'm just counting down the days basically
2: yeah i i can't wait it's uh, we're recording on the 8th all being well this is going to be out on the ninth, two days before the final i i, I can't wait because these are the two best teams in the competition man uh even though italy were uh were very uncomfortable for pretty much the entirety of the spain game uh they over the course of the tournament they've they've shown real quality and they probably produced some of the best squad of football in the Euros, and England have not conceded an open play goal yet. Um, but we'll we'll get into England versus Italy, but not before we get into the beat of the pod. England Denmark, two one England. Um, I will talk about Sterling at some point. I really don't want to talk about referees, guys, but we'll get to Sterling. We'll we'll say our two pence and then we'll move on because the headline from this game is not what it should have been. What should have been the headline was actually how dominant England were, and the fact that they had fifty six touches in the Denmark penalty area, fifteen from Sterling, which is three more than the entirety of the Denmark team. That was George. That was an impressive England performance, in my opinion. Did he see it that way? Even though the win yeah, was 100- was a tight two one.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. I don't think Denmark created a major chance in the game. I can't think of one. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't on. You know, the edge of my seat at any point. Um, obviously, the free kick was a a, a fairly decent free kick. Um, fairly decent. Target, I, I disagree. I, I I still think Pickford should have saved it. It doesn't make Pickford's performance, you know, across the the tournament any different. You know, he's been fantastic, but I, I do feel like he has to save that. But that that's hmm. irrelevant. Like you said. What, 2.73 expected goals to their 0.25, ball ball possession, shots, touches in the area, general movement, corners uh, we looked uh, dangerous from. We were just fantastic all round. I don't think there was a single player on that pitch that put a step wrong, in my opinion. There were different options that, that needed to come on. And they did, and they made a difference. Uh, and Southgate again deserves so much credit for the for the sub he makes and and how um, he doesn't seem to panic in those situations. He d- he does what he feels is best, and it turns out to work very well. Uh, but yeah, we just the general direction of the game was just England uh, the whole way through. And, uh, it was weird because I mean I, I had a two pound bet on the game before, uh, hmm. to, to two pound bet to uh, a bet on the game for two nil. Uh, I wasn't worried, even though I'd lost my bet. I wasn't even worried when we went one 0 down. I genuinely wasn't. I knew we'd come back. It, it was just one of those games. It was one of those moments where you just felt it was England's for the taking the whole game. Like th- there was no moment where Denmark um, made this England side feel extremely uncomfortable with pressure. He passes or anything. There was nothing from them really, apart from a very, very well, a decent free kick.
2: But there was a period, for a goal in the first half where he must have thought, you know, Denmark can do something here. And it was perhaps kind of the middle of the first half, the period around where the Denmark goal came. Hojbjerg was sprinting to press and winning the ball time and time again and forcing back passes. What do you think of that Denmark period? And kind of what, how, how did you think uh, England kind of managed to snap back from that again?
0: Well, just to go a bit before that, like the start of the game, okay. I thought England came flying out of the traps, and I have done that in in a lot of games. I thought, oh, this is just a matter of time. I th- yeah, I I, I, th- I did think that it was like they're they're blowing Denmark away here. Denmark
2: I was goes, I was thinking we're gonna see another fourth minute goal.
0: Yeah, it really was like that, and it's clearly like a game plan to try and get an early lead and to uh, um straight off the bat and catch a team off guard because they've, they've done it consistently now. And then they literally, like, 15-minute comes or so and, and, and things start to die off. I think it's more of an England thing than Denmark really going into the game. But Denmark did grow into it as a result of that. Hmm. Um, Thomas Delaney and, and Heuberg were really good. I was really impressed with Thomas Delaney the whole game and I thought he was the big difference whenever he went off. Um and uh, but yeah, going to the spell that you were saying, yeah. The goal like me, and my dad really enjoyed that. But in the back of my mind I was thinking the whole time I was thinking like it's a such a long way and I still expect England to, to get something from it. Um and Denmark were like basically what everybody expected them to be, I think. It they were solid, they were um good on on the transition. Um, but they just didn't have that top quality. Doberg threatened at times, I thought. Um, it, but it was always like sort of snapshots, as George says. It never like a one-on-one absolutely like has to score a chance. It yeah. was always like g- good chances that, that you know, that, that perhaps like Doberg had a one that didn't go too far wide of the far post. No, not Doberg, sorry. Um Damsgaard, Damsgaard, um, yeah, and um and yes, they had their moments, and I thought they did dominate for periods of the game. Maybe not in chances, but they, they dominated the midfield. But I, I do feel like it's like it, England's game plan is to try and like sort of keep teams at arm's length and have these moments of of mm-hmm. rest in, in the in the game. That's what it feels like, anyway. And yeah, and then second, like so when it went in second. The, well they got the goal back and it's the first time Kane dropping deep yeah. I thought really came in was good in this game maybe it's because it's the three at the back it kind of pulls uh, the centre backs a bit more out of shape uh, when when you do that and also if you've got a two midfield and Kane's dropping in it should confuse them as well I, I thought it was one of Kane's I think it might, be, in my opinion I've seen other people say it differently but in my opinion mm-hmm. it's probably Kane's best overall performance yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I'd definitely say that. Not in his goal scoring, obviously, but yeah, you <laughs> can take over from there.
2: <laughs> he was because his positioning was very interesting. Like in the fifth minute, uh, and I was kind of taking notes and and I wrote in fifth, Kane on the right, nice. I I liked seeing Kane because it seemed to kind of disrupt the uh, the center backs a little bit. Vestigor would be so far left because what's Kane doing there? What do I uh, what do I do with him? Uh, And then there were those two moments for the first goal where Kane and Saka, like for the Sterling miss, nine minutes before the goal, or uh, sorry, a few minutes before the goal, Kane passes Saka for the Sterling goal, but before that, uh, Saka uh, passes Kane and uh, he squared it for the Sterling miss. Uh, FJC, would you agree that this is actually, this might be Kane's best performance yet so far in the tournament throughout the game? Like he, uh, he seemed to be involved in... Everything that England made uh, scored the goal as well uh, from the penalty, and we'll get to the penalty later. What do you think of Harry Kane and uh, Saka in, in that regard?
3: Yeah, it's definitely Kane's best game overall in terms of overall play. Like the the only thing you could say is that he didn't get he didn't get a goal without a penalty. But if you're playing like Kane did, any he yeah, didn't even get it with the penalty. Well, he was <laughs> inspired by Alyoski. He just wanted to do a one-two with the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Ali is an inspiration. He's an inspiration to us all. What a, uh, what a man. Yeah, I do think that Kane, with Saka as well, just having that extra man to run in behind for Kane when he's dropping deep, it makes so much more of a difference.
1: Yeah, that, I think mean, that's the point for me. I think the reason why it worked this game, yes, the three at the back helps as well, but but Saka and Sterling with, with uh, runs in behind, I think obviously in previous games we've had Saka play once, but Perhaps against a deeper uh, a, a team that played a little bit deeper as well, having Saka to, to make another run uh, rather than just Sterling making what you would probably class as predictable runs in behind. Not because they're easy to track, but because obviously you expect it from from Sterling. So having two runners really really helped Kane with in terms of options. And um, and when he did come came, uh, come deep, I thought he was a lot quicker at, pass, at passing those balls through the line. Yeah. Sometimes like he he's he's a little bit sluggish i mean that's the main criticism that he's had this this is where not not just in the turn but also on the ball he's just been a bit sluggish with his with his passing um but having those energetic runners off him clearly clearly um this was this was a move for the first goal directed by Southgate yeah absolutely. that's that is- very much on the training ground with two runners in behind and squaring across it, it, it was it, sterling maybe being a little bit um narrower uh, so that he's in the box yeah fantastic sorry uh, keep going Fergus.
3: yeah i think another thing to say is just we've shown that we can be resolute as well in terms of if we are facing any adversity because mm-hmm. before today we hadn't conceded a goal which is a great thing but there's always been the question of what happens if we concede how will we react to it? and since Denmark's goal, I don't think they really did anything no. after that. And it's like had a 15 minutes spell before that of just looking like a better team, but then we we just seemed to it seemed, seemed to give the players a bit of a kick up the ass and just send them back into a thing of yeah we've got to turn it on now. And we, there was only really one team that looks like scoring after that. Except it for was, really sort of the, and, Can we and, talk
0: about the goal just for Denmark? Just the, like that was. Oh, I thought it was an unbelievable strike.
3: Me too. And I don't I know certain, what George is yeah, talking I, about. I think it's very, fairly, fairly decent. To say that Pickford should do better.
0: Right, look, yeah, look. I, think, I don't expect Pickford to do better. I think another keeper could have saved it. But I yeah. think you'd be saying, you'd be saying, "Oh my God, that's one of the he saves of the tournament." Yeah, that's good. It's just it. like it's, it's like it reminds me of Tielemans goal in the FA Cup final it's it's all he, um, saw, he, saw it yeah. he well. was
1: way more in the corner look look i i don't want to criticize pickford i don't think it's fair and i don't i, I don't think it's his fault that it's gone in I, i'm just like as in it's not a mistake necessarily i just feel like another keeper does save that a keeper that's maybe a little bit taller uh a little bit more where is concentrating a little bit more in the game. It is, yeah, plays for Burnley. Uh, <laughs> it is quite central. Catholic. Let's not let's not get it wrong. Like it's central. Like in in the goal, it's just to his right. He doesn't have actually that much that much space to move. Like he doesn't have to move that that much to reach this ball. It's above him. That's where I do think, like, just a couple inches, uh, or uh, is really the really important that sounds, uh, but. Yeah, I know. No matter yeah, what your no. girlfriend says. Um, <laughs> yeah, to I, say I, it. it. It, it, it <laughs> does, unfortunately. I, I, but the, nonetheless, Pickford across this tournament has been absolutely fantastic. There's no question about his uh, space in the, uh, in the team. And this isn't a goalkeeping mistake. It's just something I would like to have seen him save.
0: I think, I think, I think, like, I think, I don't know of any other England keeper in the squad would have saved it. But the one thing I would say is I don't know if I I thought he he did look really he's looked shaky for two games now. I wouldn't count that as a big mistake, but the some of the I wa- I watched the highlights just before I came on. Mm-hmm. And one of them he, he the, there's one of them that he gave the ball away straight on the edge of the box to the Denmark Yeah, that was odd. Right? And
1: Yeah that was odd.
0: If the Denmark if the demo player exact. turns quicker and reacts quicker, it's a goal. It's only because the Demac player takes, I think, about three touches facing away from the goal that it doesn't result in a goal. If if he takes, if it's a better first, if it's, he actually touches it really well. If he just turns around and shoots, it's, it's, it's he's probably beaten Pickford. So, like, it didn't happen. There wasn't actually a great chance to came for it, end up just kind of corner. Against Italy, if that happens, with the likes of Brady or Chiesa, it, yeah. I don't know, it's a different story. And it's now two games in a row where he's looked shaky. And it was a couple of times in each game as well with, with passes. And that's what he's meant to be good at. So it that I mentioned it in the last one as a little crack. I think it's now a big crack that he hmm. needs to settle himself uh, for, for this final. Because, again, just if he does that against Italy, it's, it, it, it it could cost you massively.
1: Pickford's an emotional player, and that can help him a lot, but it can also massively hinder him. I was at a game, actually. Um, it was Newcastle, Everton. I think Everton went one-nil up, and then he conceded, I think it was three really soft goals, two of which were his, his mistake. Because it, what it seemed like was this Newcastle, crowd just literally just laying into him for 90 minutes yeah. really got to his head and he seemed really rattled and we've seen it in Merseyside derbies as well uh, but having said that he also comes up massive like he's some of his shot stopping is actually elite like uh absolutely obviously we, we might go on to speak about Schmeichel as well he was absolutely fantastic in my mm. opinion but, but Pickford has had and uh, probably will be named goalkeeper of the tournament, I imagine.
2: He's guaranteed he's the, golden the golden glove. Golden yeah, he's guaranteed yeah, the golden glove.
1: That, you, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I think yeah, he probably true. should be goalkeeper of the tournament as well, in my opinion.
0: He also. I, you know what it is about Pickford, sorry? I think yeah. if you go into a penalty shootout, because I feel like mad goalkeepers always do well in penalty Do well, shootout. Yeah. yeah. It's like a good I, I, feel, I feel like they, they're they just on a different wavelength and can get into the player's heads. And even psych players out, and I think he is—he's—he's he's that type of player that he—he's just mental, and I—I I like that for a penalty shootout goalkeeper. Anyway, there are go? uh,
2: two examples where where um, Pickford did well for England in in uh, penalty shootouts. Obviously, the yeah. the more famous one is the Columbia one. Uh, two incredible saves in that in that particular shootout. And the other one was, was it Netherlands in the Nations League third-place playoff? Um, I think it was against the Netherlands. He scored that time.
0: Oh, the Netherlands put them
3: out, didn't they?
2: Uh, or the Netherlands yeah. put them out. And then who did they play in the in the third-place playoff then?
3: I don't even know. I don't even know who watched that one <laughs> oh, Anyway. The playoff <laughs> of the
2: Nations League. But yeah, that that was uh, that was the other example. Uh, and he scored that time. I'm wondering if Pickford can actually take a penalty because his... his Shot is very like his foot is very powerful, like, his kicks go longer than the average goalkeeper would. Like, he attempted 24 long balls this game compared to the 11 against Ukraine, which is actually indicative of the pressing that Hoibier did and forcing back the ball. Uh, The ball would go back from like Sterling to Phillips, all the way back to Pickford, and then he'd just have to clear. In that first period of the game when Denmark had the energy before their legs fell off. Um, I and think that was the tactic as well. Uh, in terms of passing it back to Pickford. Yeah, because his clearances go so far up the pitch. Like well, uh, Mount yeah.
3: was staying really high up as well. Yeah. So uh, if we were trying to play it out from the back, I think Mount would be coming deeper and giving that extra option, but... Yeah, that's true as
2: well, but I think Hobier's pressing was a factor too. I think a lot of it was forced, but I think it's uh, it might have I think been was a factor fast, as well. But... Yeah. And uh, the other thing about Pickford is it, it, it like, has to be mentioned. He has broken the England record for the most number of minutes without conceding. Which is an amazing achievement given Gordon Banks was the previous goalkeeper. Yeah, beating Gordon Banks. Yeah. He beat Gordon Banks' record of 720. And then in the 722nd of those minutes, uh, Dam Score scores scores that free kick. And uh, and yeah,
3: onto another record, yeah, I suppose. He just wanted the record. Yeah, he
2: just wanted the record. Got the record. Now uh- he's going to Spit again. <laughs> Actually, that goal was my fault because uh, I told dad, like, this is... Uh, Peter Drury was on commentary for the World Feed I listened to. And he mentioned the record, like, 10 minutes before he broke it. The 10 minutes had passed, and then I told my dad, hey, Pickford broke that record. And then immediately, Towns <laughs> car just slams it in from 40 yards. On in. Yeah, yeah that's my fault. Sorry.
0: It was Switzerland that that they beat in the third-place playoff.
2: Switzerland. Yeah, All right. There you go. There you go. Thanks for that, producer Fergal. Um, there you go. The job of producer once. The other thing is the other goalkeeper we uh, George mentioned briefly. There is Kasper Michael. He was forced into nine saves, and that's a Danish record for the Euros in their history. Uh, the previous record was seven uh, by his dad, uh, who's actually in the BN uh. Sports Studio. Uh, so he uh, he broke his dad's record there. So England were just so incredibly dominant from that second half, from the start of the second half, or arguably before that. Danish feet th- felt like they were falling off completely because of the energy they put in in the press in the first half. The other thing think, was yeah. that Denmark's substitutions and England's substitutions were on complete, two completely different timescales. Southgate's known for not making that many subs. Like, when he's, he starts the game, depending on what the opposition present, and then he doesn't change around much in-game. And I think what something that's indicative of that is that the only substitution out of five allowed in the 90 minutes was in the 69th when uh, Krius came on for Bukai Saka. And then that's it. There were f- three substitutions in, in extra time. Denmark made four substitutions in the 90 minutes yeah. uh five substitutions I, actually I, I 67 triple sub
0: thought that was the difference between the two teams i thought it was the difference in subs that they were able to bring on um because i really i think denmark if the if fitness levels never dropped between the two teams and denmark were able to keep the first players their, their first team on the pitch i do think they could have kept held, holding on for the draw and and took it to penalties, but it was the um I th- I thought it was just the drop off in, in in the level, um in the subs that came off with Denmark. Like I thought Delaney was brilliant, and um mm-hmm. a- an- another Irishman we missed out on, but um I thought um, <laughs> I I yeah I just thought he like he was brilliant and and he was doing so much in the game. I don't know how he avoided a yellow card for so long yeah um, i don't know how investigated did either yeah there, there was like there, it was all right it was like good to see the ref letting things go a little bit oh no nah. like, no it well, is it, 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 it was it was early in the game to a point when it was like i you know you need to start poking people now Like that's just like it felt like it was like his seventh fail or whatever um but I I do like it, with, and and the the German ref as well doesn't mind a little bit of physicality in the game as well, which I, I like I like about it. And they seem to get the right measure of it. Like it never then the, in both games it never got too physical and like dangerous tackles flying in. It was just niggly fouls that that are just smart fouls, but should be you should be getting a book for. It. I think Pulson at one point just uh, purposely dragged someone back, and it was never um never picked up like he got got away with it but it's a blatant yellow card um but yeah i yeah going back to the original point i just thought the difference the difference in subs was the key and um once they lost their first team and the first team were getting tired it was it was, it was just a matter of time for england to to get that moment i thought um yeah but uh what do we will we talk about the penalty? Will we get on to it?
2: Okay. I'm gonna say my two pence on it and then just let you guys go, say whatever you want, but I, I have an opinion. I find it incredibly hard to change my mind on it or see another side on it or what like whatever.
3: Yeah, it's... I'm bored of this penalty talk already.
2: Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, It's it's a shame because we have to talk about it because it it is the bloody headline of the entire game, and it has to be. Uh, And I don't know why. Like there is no reason for it to be, because what I think of this is, first of all, the referee incredibly inconsistent all game, like not giving blatant fouls and giving incredibly soft fouls, including a yellow card for uh, for McGuire. The like of I I didn't. If I didn't see the like of this yell card for Maguire on an aerial duel throughout the Euros, I've George. You, you told me uh, mid game that it's kind more, of Kiefer Moore got one. Yeah, Kiefer Moore got
1: one really early on.
2: Okay, fine, like fair enough. It's rubbish. It's absolutely yeah. disgraceful. It's <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, it,
1: yeah.
2: what can you do apart from do you, do you jump like a, like a I don't know on a trampoline with your hands? By your sides, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like me. a rocket, like I don't know. All right, the penalty is a penalty, and Sterling is tripped twice in the same play. He's, Yuki uh, trips his ankle. He carries. He's on his feet until um, Jensen barges into him, thigh to thigh, and uh, his arm to his back. He falls over to the side. It's a penalty, that's it what so, uh, well, i'm I'm shocked like what kind of talk of a dive are we talking about? It's just a penalty and that's that's
1: it. what I want to go on to. Any talk of a dive, anyone who says that's a dive has either never played football or probably hasn't watched football <laughs> i like, am sorry, but uh, sorry, how, before, uh, you so on, before you carry on
2: you know it's... what my theory is sorry, uh, because this is this is important. Twitter is too active during games and it's because people are scrolling through Twitter rather than watching the game and what they see on Twitter is what forms their opinion because they're not seeing the moment what what I think is is that people who are still claiming that he wasn't touched were scrolling through on Twitter and because their opinions are so strong they don't want to go back and watch the footage and uh, change their opinion accordingly because if you see the VAR output that UEFA put out, and that's something the Premier League need to start doing, like give us the uh, VAR output, like what's the moment that uh, that made you make the decision. Yeah, yeah. Th-
1: Look, so, J- so that well,
2: moment well, just makes it incredibly clear. But yeah, go yeah, on.
1: Well, I, 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 th- that's what I was going to say, I don't think, to me, it's incredibly clear. I, it is, I would have given it a penalty, however, I am sympathetic to people who say, or I can understand. When people say that they don't see that as a pen, people who say it's a dive, they're they're actually biased and clouding their judgment with 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 wrong and just just yeah, uh, categorically, actually wrong statements. However, not uh, this is, gonna, is this going to sound ridiculous, but not every contact is a foul. So the christiansen mm-hmm. when he went down for the free kick, I would not have given that as a foul on Luke mm-hmm. Shaw on Christiansen. This, I I can see why some people with like a touch of knees, right, which probably on its own wouldn't send someone down, and then only a hip-to-hip, it's not an arm, it's not a push, it's Sterling running into someone, effectively. They're coming mm. across a little bit, but they're not sticking out a long leg or or tripping him. It is, it is a side-by-side or, or, or a clash of hips, right? Now, to me because of the first contact, uh, momentum, it pushes Sterling in and someone's come across, I, I, you, I would say, okay, foul penalty. And once that's happened, there is no reasonable doubt. So Sorry, there is reasonable doubt, but it's not clear and obvious error because there is contact, and therefore mm-hmm. VR, VAR cannot overrule that decision. They can't. That, that That's not what VAR is in for. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I'm sympathetic to some people who, who do think that it was soft, but then, but then no one's really saying that. Like, if someone said, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's a little bit soft, Sterling didn't go down soft, he just it's just the penalty just doesn't make sense because of the whatever context. But people aren't saying that, people are saying he's cheating and he's diving. That's ridiculous. It's actually, it's actually, it do you know what? It, it's a shame because it completely negates any um. It, it overshadows, the win. Anyone has. It overshadows no, no, the win. It overshadows the win. It doesn't overshadow the win because everyone knows. For me, it's the yeah. win. Everyone knows. I mean, I'm not here sure anyway, anything. Ali. Yeah. I'll tell you no. that
0: much. It's literally no. been. It's been. The news covered it for about twenty minutes. Like it's it's. The, like not even the sports section it no well headlines move.
2: are still coming out about it today you, you, you know i, I know i want to say not in
0: the uk the uk no. the, the, it, the bbc do not care it, not one I, mention I, I, of it. they, they go there was a bit of a soft penalty uh but hey look at all these people having a great time that's that's the coverage i read that. I, great, read that I read that yeah but i'll <laughs> well, I, well, I, explain my my view on this penalty yeah. So I was watching RT, the Irish Channel. Mm-hmm. So you can you can imagine the bias that's on this cha- yep. on this TV channel. <laughs> it, it, did anybody knows the back pass in the first half? By the way, very yeah. Yeah, that's
2: back pass there, so. yeah,
0: that, I thought. Uh... I thought i thought no. i didn't get another look at it because they didn't replay it but i was like looked at it and i said I, was like, I, swear that was, I wouldn't mind another look at that yeah. it's a backpack it's, got a, it's, it's, got a it's one of
3: them where you can't have any complaints if it goes against you if they gave an free, indirect fee yeah. and
0: know. um, i i needed to see <laughs> it again because i wasn't sure because it's one of those things that you, you see and then like it, you know it doesn't usually get replayed and it's also yeah. like i don't want another look at it anyway yeah the commentator on that was like absolutely no way, not 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 a pass back, <laughs> like not even not even questioning it. So like, <laughs> not no, oh, wouldn't like 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 me, oh, wouldn't mind see that again. Yeah. So then it came to it came to the the Harry Kane, uh, penalty instant, which I I can't get over that that I wasn't given. I yeah. Uh, at my first view and I thought the defender nicked in, but it was actually Kane that nicked in and got a touch, and then. But then they were saying it was given for the free kick a second before that there was a slight came a slightly late. But if you actually look at the location of the free kick, it wasn't. It was actually yeah, wait, in the penalty spot. So it was actually given for the for the foul on Kane, which was just that was really that was piss poor.
3: Like, but yeah. uh, and I don't know think, I I didn't actually think that was a pen. He, he goes in for a tackle and he also yeah, please, he made a tackle. I, I agree. But uh, I he's I possession get, of the ball, I,
0: but... I thought Denmark I thought the Denmark player got the ball initially, but on, on the replay, Kane nicks it and, and gets
2: the the
1: Denmark player doesn't get kicks. touched in the ball. He also kicks uh, the Denmark player,
2: right? He doesn't. Kicks who he does he does. Not, So uh, what happens is okay. Kane well,
3: has
0: the right? oh, ball. No, no. Then
2: we go through my. Okay, on. you you so go through yours up, and then we'll we'll come to the Cane. <laughs> yeah, go on. All right. I'm wound anyway, up. Anyway,
0: get, getting to the main event. The Sterling uh, penalty. The pen. The, the, the anyway, the penalty happens. Uh, goal happens after the game. We have Didi Haman, German uh, ex Liverpool player. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Richie Sadler, who once scored in an uh, under-18s. Uh, European third place playoff for Ireland. That's that's his claim to fame. He's mm. a very good punt though. And um then we have Liam Brady, legend of, of Irish football and legend for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. They all thought it was a dive. And they all and the replays they showed to the Irish pub, uh, public made, made it look like it was a dive. I thought it was a dive. I thought the only contact, uh, the only contact I could see on on the first look and on the replays was the hip, uh, which I just don't think is a, is a fair hip to hip contact. Uh, you just have to be strong, and he was already on his way down. Then uh, and and there wasn't any contact on with Milos' foot. So then it, uh, I like then I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today, mm-hmm. and I see Kevin Doyle. Uh, Irish uh, st- former striker, former Wolves, getting all mm-hmm. the Irish
2: mentions in. Yep.
0: He um bingo cards. He he, he he points out that it was there was a knee contact and then there was hip contact and if you're running at high speed, it doesn't take much to knock you over. The two compounded together would would make you fall over. Yeah. It is. I really, sweet. I think I think it's still really harsh though. If it's it's one of those if it's the VAR's never gonna overturn the, on. A pitch decision if it goes either way, and mm. I think it's so. I don't think it is a clear decision either way. But again, I, I I I after initially thinking it was a dive, but then I was like, well, you should have had a penalty earlier, and these have been the better team. So I didn't really have much qualms about it, and um, it's one of those ones if it ha- if it happened to you, you would be raging because you're like, it is soft, but um, I it's not as bad as what. People have been making out uh, at all. I but it, it is hmm. it is a dive in that Sterling Sterling did go looking for but it, but like everybody does it. Kane's done it in the past. Like it's just well, good it's like games. After, sure. after
3: a game, Sterling got after about it and he said he touched my leg, so he does yeah. go down easily.
0: Yeah, there you go. And like you yeah. see how strong Kane is, or not
2: Kane, you see how strong Sterling is at times. Yeah, he has got a good balance. Can I just say how impressive it is? To come back and just carry on running for the entirety of the 120 minutes, and <laughs> because Grealish is subbed off after he's on uh, the pitch for 36 minutes of play, uh, once Denmark sub on uh, Jonas Wind, who's another striker, and uh, get uh, Janik Vestergaard off. And it is because of Sterling's speed, because Southgate knew at that moment he will want to shut things up. So he uh, puts Tripier in and plays three at the back with Trippier wing back. But subs off Grealish and not Sterling. And he kept running at the same pace. I, I think. His fitness was ridiculous. I couldn't get over it. Yeah. Like the, like the
0: runs he was making, like at the last five minutes of exercise. Of extra time, I don't know if his, he was able to conserve it. He was just smart with how he used it, but it was so impressive. Like the, like I yeah. imagine like at the end of the game, you're a defender and he's running at you like that. Ah, you're just like, for
2: fuck's sake, I can't be after this. Yeah, yeah. Re- there was a really, there was a really spell annoying. of possession in the kind of 120th minute that I actually didn't like at the,
3: what it, the moment. It yeah,
2: something like that. <laughs> I saw a tweet where it
0: put I it didn't in fast it cause the English fans were. St- Saying ole every time. It was <laughs> <driving stuff. laughs> yeah, the but only
3: bad that thing was after the second half was passing it out of play at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was. You know what it was, it, Denmark. Denmark were actually piling on the pressure because England were sitting back a bit, and that was just like that showed. I think what Gareth Southgate has ingrained yeah. that, that that felt very set, Gareth Southgate. And just, so it's like, like
3: if you put a Spain spin kit on that team, it'd be yeah, of kill about.
0: Yeah, I know it was definitely impressive. Uh, like and like, but I feel like that's like a, a previous team would have went and tried to like just be ruthless and, and have all the passion and and go get the goal and, and all, mm-hmm. that and, and then maybe regret it. Whereas. Uh, or maybe they would have like hoofed it up sit the pitch back, yeah. and, and sit, sit back and go we're going to defend because we're really hard men no Scarlet Southgate teams no we're going to control it we're not even going to go try and go we're going to tease them go up to the corner go oh are we going to cross are we going to go no I'm going to pass it all the way back and around and then <laughs> oh we're going to do it again no 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 we're going to go back the other way really smart really some lovely wee triangles and stuff like it wasn't it wasn't all a really easy pass it was, it was some lovely play at times Oh, was it was very frustrating to watch, um, but yeah, no, re- just really smart player, and like they just saw the game out so well, and I think it's it's, it's it's Gareth Southgate's fingerprints all over it.
2: FJC, as a Leeds United fan, we mentioned uh, Calvin Phillips briefly there, passing the ball out of play. But what did you kind of uh, think of his overall performance in this game?
3: Well, first half he was probably. One of the worst players on the pitch i didn't think his pressing was well his pressing was there but it wasn't winning any balls he was just making an impact slightly but not doing anything and then from the second half onwards he was immense like the the amount of running he does even though i watch him at leeds it's just when you watch him do that in extra time after playing virtually every minute in the tournament beforehand Mm -hmm. you can't help but be impressed by just how much he could it didn't even seem tired at the end. He just seemed like he could have gone another another 120 minutes and he'd be yeah. fine.
1: It's yeah. funny because putting putting like sort of alliances and club football aside, I think like that's literally the opposite from Mount. I thought Mount first half was probably one of our best pressers defensively, and then also going forward he was great. Second half he was non-existent, and probably should have been taken off a little bit earlier. But I guess his energy is obviously something South self, Southgate really values but yeah it's, it's interesting to see oh it, it, i think it's important for people listening to the podcast that we do try and stay balanced you know even on people from our own club and and whatnot mm-hmm. uh perceptions of the game but yeah phillips was i mean phillips's energy is just it's it, it like like fergus said we shouldn't be surprised but it is just immense still it's still it's still incredibly impressive nonetheless um and i wouldn't be surprised to see You know, see him in the final. No, he will be in the final, right? Like, there's no doubt.
3: Yeah, Yeah, unless unless he gets a knock in.
1: yeah, uh... yeah, unless there's an injury.
3: Yeah, I think Rice is the one out of the two that would be in danger of not playing if one of them was to be dropped.
1: I I, I would agree with that. I thought Rice had a really, uh, you say uh, Phillips was one of the worst players. I thought Rice had a few moments where he was pinched in quite dangerous areas. I think he recovered really well, which is really important. But other than that, I, I think you can say about yeah. a lot of the England
0: players in in the first half, like they, they just just probably were a bit, maybe a bit negative after like before the goal or whatever, just sort of coasting their way through the game in some respects, uh, and then the goal happened and and then the reaction to that goal, I think as as Fergus said, earlier, I think gave them all a bit of a kick of the backside, and it, like they all did grow into it. Um, although as you said, man. man Man's been, I think, poor by his own standards in the whole tournament. I think there's he, been games
1: where he's been great. I think but he's yeah, been games when he's
0: been good, but his his output has been a lot he's... better recently. Like his <laughs> like his goals and assists uh, uh, mainly. That's what like, I'm worried
1: about. Yeah, he
0: he, he gets that he gets them from a set of pieces, and that's great. But from from what I
3: from but what when when from you play in ten, you want more.
0: Yeah, from what we've saw him at Chelsea as well, like the like goal against Atletico Madrid and stuff like that, like his shots have have been poor and he's been taking them from decent positions, and it's just like it's just as I said, he's been good but not up to his own standard, um, and hasn't really, like, I think that's why a lot of people don't rate man is because it's for England in this tournament, you you could miss him in 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 most of these games, you like. I, yeah. I, 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 he doesn't. He hasn't really stood out. Um, <laughs> I, he's, I think he's been solid, and and I know what he brings, but he he doesn't have. He have a, He hasn't had a standout performance, I don't think. And I, what I rate him, he should have had, and and uh, especially in, like the group stage games. I thought some of them he could have really, really shown, but he he just yeah. hasn't done that.
3: The good the good stuff that he does do is stuff that you're not going to notice unless you're watching him specifically.
0: That's it. That that is it as well he's one of those players
2: and, right
3: yeah he'll always
0: do those things though and that's what makes him so good because he is re- usually very consistent with all the off the ball stuff the, the working and, and just getting into space off the ball and he is good at all that and that's usually consistent but yeah the end product
2: was just has just been lacking for him in this tournament dominant england win it could have been more, possibly, given the uh, the impressive record of the amount of touches England had in the penalty area. 56, that's a ridiculous number. I, I, I still, I'm looking at that tweet right now from Opta. Ah, it's Sterling 15, Kane 9, Mount 7, and uh, Denmark 5. Um, So it's a fully deserved England win, and they will play Italy in the final. S- uh, Spain 1, Italy 1, uh, Italy won it on penalties the uh, winning penalty coming from Jorginho who uh, I want to ask Jorginho Fer- uh, and- yeah the technique I want to ask George uh, for a goal about this you both are uh, Chelsea fans your top scorer mm-hmm. is Jorginho from seven penalties I want you to explain why this is so successful because I don't like it
0: What well, I well we talked <laughs> about this before and I don't have the answer I want to get it's a goalkeeping a goalkeeper on, we we need to look for any If you, you're listening out there, and you're a yeah. goalkeeper or your goalkeeper coach, you know what you're on about what makes your genius penalty so difficult to save? because to me, it feels like the same type of penalty as hazards where you sort of keep your eye on the goalkeeper the whole way and then um, pick your spot depending on where they move and the way to combat that is is that you have to stay still right uh, until they kick the ball and then hope that because of the technique that they haven't kicked it hard enough or inaccurate enough that you can get to it. The the way... But, all, but sorry, all the keepers always seem to dive, and I don't know why.
1: So, they so always seem to get fooled. One of the exp- explanations for this penalty especially is the way that Jorginho um, runs up to it. Giorgino goes really quickly towards the ball. And I, I don't know if was it No, I think it was this season. He missed a penalty. but he, he Yeah, Alisson saved it in the
3: Liverpool game, didn't he?
1: Yeah, and he took the next penalty and he, he didn't do his hop, skip and jump. And he just put it in. Now, he approaches penalties as if he's not going to do it. And I know that sounds ridiculous because obviously he's going to do it. So this this is my only explanation by the way i'm grabbing it clutching at straws it. yeah it's like but for a he, second
3: the keepers forget about it
1: yeah yeah so <laughs> but so he runs up very quickly which makes it seem as though it would be impossible to do and the jump i'm looking at the spain pen, the, the penalty right now the spain keep goes way to it like way too yeah. early it's actually incredible uh, but but usually the, the the jump is it shows a shift not an actual dive like not all the way it shows like a little like it's yeah. difficult because you you would think right stay on your feet, but even then I'm sure a footballer like Jorginho could put it in the bottom corner with relative speed. Let's not. It's twelve yards out. It's not, and it's a big goal. Let's not forget. Like football, yeah, he is good at should be yeah, Hitting happens. the penalty for yeah, he should be hitting the target. Let's. Uh, I mean, almost.
3: God, no, almost way,
1: got it. absolutely you can't do that on the first penalty i'm sorry but to to stitch your teammates up like that as well just sky it oh yeah god it's such
3: a shame well, as well the the because player, Omo, in he did he did,
2: he did. Yeah. and it's such a shame because almost was was a man possessed this game he's like his passing hey, wasn't great because was he almost incredible. looked uh the, the game was so good like I missed yeah, cool. the live and uh, and watched a 7 a.m. pre-play the next morning, and that was one of the my most enjoyable football experiences. Uh, watching a game with the added caveat that I actually that all of that happened, and I'm just waiting to see what happens. It was so <laughs> it was full of um, it was full of moments you remember. Like this is what makes it special for me. And uh, cheeky plug: I wrote about this game. On my little blog, Tacticality blog. So uh, if you want to go check that out, I kind of point some of those moments. It Almo was playing like he he ran his heart out, not not quite to Sterling uh, Sterling's extent, but uh, he was very very good. Just taking the ball and turning away from uh, from a like Locatelli or Veratti or a Barella.
0: Oh, shout out so to, Ro- shout it to Rob yeah. Turner actually, um, bit of a weird one. Rob Turner, mm-hmm. I remember in one of his videos he does a Firmino replacement. Yeah. Who should? Who should? Good, do, and he said Olmo, sign him as a false nine, mm-hmm. and that game just showed that yeah, Almo c- could well be uh, the answer. Um, uh, he's he's as good as goal scorer you know, as Firmino as his penalty taking suggested. <laughs> I um
1: I want to disagree with something you said right at the start of the podcast, Ali. You said um, Italy and England are the two best teams that have been in this, have uh, been in the Euros. Oh, I, you think really, been, I, think, been, I think no, no. I think I think Italy have been incredibly overrated. Like not not because they're not good. Like they hmm. probably deserve to be in the final. But but people are talking as I if they sure like they've coasted, uh, like ev- like coasted every single game. Yes, they dominated the Austria game, but they relied on a very late two goals by, uh, or, or a master class by Chiesa, actually. Mm-hmm. They didn't dominate the Belgian game. In fact, I'd say that's probably a. Uh, I'd say po- Belgium probably played better, but, you know, on balance, you can say Italy deserved it because of the, the passion. Mm. This Spain mm-hmm. game. No one could say Italy deserved to be, win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Like Spain were way better. Like Spain were way better. I think Spain have dominated every single game they've been in. I think they've actually outperformed the XG of every single uh, team they have played. I think they've mm-hmm. dominated the game in every te- every every um, uh, every game. So on paper, if you looked at like like just stats, you would say Spain is probably the the second best team in this tournament behind England, uh, and. This comes back to the point we've made quite, in quite a lot of pods, where mentality is such a big thing. It's, it appears in this Euros. Like mm. this Italy team just seems so resilient. Like any, like any. I, I don't know about you, but when it went to penalties, did you just know Italy were going to win it? Well, like, it was obviously trained, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Tierini yeah. on Albert, surely Alba. Uh-huh. Yeah, he last... <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, but the mad thing was, I thought Guai, Chiellini, Chiellini, like he's like looks like he's just having a laughing joke. I was like, yeah. I was like, I if he's I was so the manager, good. I'd be getting him to take a penalty. Then he wasn't up for the five, so I was thinking, is he is he actually the last person to take a penalty, and that's why he's so relaxed? Because a- it, yeah. it, c- c- he know no, is he like is he like the eleventh? So, because, and then, it, is is he like, is he like the guy that, you know, doesn't take a penalty? So, like, he's like, he, that's why he's relaxed. He's like, fuck me out. I'm not taking one. Are you taking one, Jordi? Are you? I could love you, Bob. Yeah. 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 But, no, no, I, no. Uh, but yeah, I, like, it was, I thought, uh, I think your, your points about, like, Spain, I, going into that game, I was like, I want Italy to go through because I think they'll give England the best game. Yeah, I, just great.
3: yeah I, I was thinking after before the game, I want I want Italy to go through because Spain, yeah. you're relying on them not taking the chances more yeah. than you are on outplaying them. Well,
0: hmm. I, I was by I the end of the game, I'm like, I don't know who I want to go through between. T- I don't know who is the better chance of beating England between Spain and Italy, especially Spain. Hmm. Obviously, changed like they they dropped that they, they went for like a false sign and Omo. And it made it really difficult for for England or for Italy to to, to deal with that and especially when you haven't got mobile okay. centre backs like, like, like Italy does. It was um yeah, the Spain were really impressive. Aretha Ball is the one though for me that like it's it's on him more than Murata or anybody else. He has you know three guilt edge chances and he that one of them his touch was terrible. Yeah, A couple of them. He ballooned over. He was really, really bad. Um, in terms of his, I think you might think he might have had one good moment of it. I can't quite remember it, but I remember thinking, "Oh, he ha- hes that moment." But he like literally—I think it was on him that he lost in the game.
1: The, I don't know who's responsible for letting um. Right. Take a pen. Oh no, insigne shoot from long range like that as well. But come on, come on! Like you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. So yes, yes, you go for that. Was it? I oh, was the key. Team Someone team around before. I oh, was at the one before. I'm an, I'm an idiot. Sorry, I'm, uh, I've lost my head. <laughs> that bad, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that oh, I'm still, I'm still a, still Belgium thinking game. of big Ram. Oh god. Of... Yeah. No. I, that's, 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 yeah. That's
0: the children with the better team. You thought <laughs> i he
1: scored. seeing Yes. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my bad. That's me idiot.
3: Yeah. Uh, was there another goal that I can't remember? Another goal. Diego, you're in here. Just stopped that there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually, I've, I've just watched a K- a K- a seven- the Kiesa ago. It's the same thing. He's coinciding in the box. You've got to be tighter. You've got to be so much tighter. It's all about that. effort. It's all about, uh, yeah, effort. It's just about mentality and keeping keep, keep wanting to win. Like, it, it matters so much.
3: As someone who has watched Diego Llorente transform the defence at Leeds from being one of the most leaky in the league to being one of the most solid in the last 10 games of the season... Mm-hmm. I don't see how Eric Garcia, who has looked shaky whenever he's played for Man City, is inexperienced. Is getting in ahead of him? It's like I it totally agree.
0: Me. I've watched a lot of Leeds as agree. well, not not as closely as Fergus, but he's he's really impressed and he brings the ball out of the defense so well as well. Um, and also, it's like he's 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 taller as well. He's really good. He's decent in the air, like uh, whereas Eric Garcia, I'm not too sure if he's. He's, he's just he's six, six foot, foot and, yeah um so like there's plenty of strikers that will get the jump on him uh, and he's not the most physical um but um yeah enrique seems to like him i find uh, it bizarre so eric Ram, garcia find the ramos wasn't there as well yeah well
2: ramos when you... played a little like... football as well like eric garcia played uh, 383 minutes for uh, Barcelona, for sorry, for uh, Man City this season. So the fact that he is getting that he even got into the Spain squad is baffling on on its own. Um, but equally, Sergio Charles didn't play that much either, especially towards the end, the back end of the season. Like he played fourteen nineties, uh, all yeah, season, even and so. he was like he was still coming back into full fitness, and maybe he's just wanted fitter players. But, but you why you are garcia like,
0: they didn't bring they didn't they didn't fill out their squad and also if you look at someone like harry Maguire, could could Ramos have been used like harry Maguire? maybe so even, but
3: even so you could just do the like thing of saying take him just to play card tricks and whatever
2: <laughs> i'm jordan henderson um but yeah i uh, i wanted to go back to a few things Danny mo uh and one of the reasons why i was really impressed by danny olmo and well i think rob turner is right he would be a very good fit for liverpool his heat map is uh is mad like he's he's a false nine but he's he was literally everywhere from like kind of outside of his own box to the opposition penalty area like this is all covered in yellow and red um But the other guy is another shout-out to Pedri, 18-year-old, 120 minutes played. 65 of 67 accurate passes, including the one that should have been an assist to Arthabal, who couldn't control it. Uh, Two successful long balls out of two. 80 touches. So involved, so precise with his passing. Very adventurous with them as well, and line-breaking. It's not simple... Side to side, even though that's uh, that's another part of his game as well. Like he does play the outside pass and uh, and easy option, but he was very adventurous with this game. And one the main thing that won Spain the game, if it was a boxing match, he would give it to Spain. And the main reason why that is is because of how pacey and how high the tempo was for for uh, Spain, and that's something that caught Italy out because. They were better that game in terms of tempo than any other. Uh, so good with their passing. And uh, especially in the goal as well, uh, Murata to Olmo to Murata again. That's the one kind of element I would think England would need to look to catch Italy out with. Italy, offensively, play with a lot of pace. I think if England try to suffocate, in- uh, uh, suffocate Italy and limit their tempo... Uh, and uh, just sit back and stay disciplined a bit, which Southgate is capable of sending his team up that way, and then catch them out with quick passing, like vertical ground passes, uh, off-the-ball movement. Some of the drilled uh, training ground stuff we saw, like the uh, Sterling goal where Kane's dropping in and immediately touching and passing in the same second. That is what can catch Italy out, because I think they're not very suited... For those kinds, I think their press is very high that they're they try to win the ball back as early as possible. And that's why Murata finds the space to go through into the penalty box because Chiellini's is committed. so and they they look to always step in. That's where I think England can catch them out. So speaking of that, what's the lineup that England should line up with to counter this specific Italy threat of their high high speed play? and also look to catch them out with pace.
3: Um, I don't think there's much that you change with the line-up. I don't, I don't even know if you need to make any changes, because that team what? that started the, the, started the game the, I forgot who we played yesterday, the Denmark game. Denmark, yeah. <laughs> I think it's well-equipped to match up to what Italy are playing anyway, and I don't think you want to change Sakura or Sterling because that, that Italy back that line is so, so slow in centre-back area but. You want to be able to fit in, that you're going to be able to go in behind them.
0: There, there was some talk, uh, like uh, from people, like, do you want to switch to a three? Which I didn't really get, because I think, as you said, it matches up well. Is it? Do you, can you could do you well, think it, there's
3: any reason why you'd switch to a three? Do if you switch into even... to a three, you're just pretty much saying we're gonna we're just gonna let the midfield of Italy have the ball and I don't know if yeah. you can do that unless you're yeah. saying drop one of the forwards. But yeah. I'd be I
1: agree. You, against what would do. I, I, i would somewhat a little bit cautious. Uh, I, I'd be a little bit scared of Ali's approach. I don't think surrendering the ball to Italy and catching them on, you know, quick vertical counter attack. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the best idea, especially with with Italy's powerful, powerful midfield. Uh, and I think that's why for me. Uh, much as it is, Fergus, I think you've got to play the same eleven. Uh, we talk about obviously. I think before uh, Spinazzola's um, injury, was, I think everyone was saying everyone I was talking to, you know, looking forward to this game, which we did expect. Italy was saying Saka has to play because of his, you know, forward uh, Spinazzola's aggressive forward movements and and general, well, just great play. Uh, but Italy's backup set, uh, left back left-back, who hasn't played a lot um, this season, but he's still a very, very powerful runner and a very, very good... He's more of a left-winger than a left-back, in my opinion, Emerson. Um, he, looked, he had hmm. a
0: couple of good moments, actually. And, and it, he's a good um... player.
1: I promise you, he's yeah. a good player, and he's powerful, and he's forward-thinking. And so Saka protecting Walker a little bit um, is vital to me. And and like Fergus said, he's also fast. And this this apart from Emerson, this this Italy team aren't the quickest, especially in sorry, in between the 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 left centre back and the uh, sorry the centre backs and the 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 yeah, the, the full backs. So. I'm really looking forward to the game. Actually, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna dominate. I think Mount has to be in there just to press the midfield and give that energy. Mm-hmm. Mount and Phillips' energy in that is so vital. You got you've got to match it for me. You can't have. I think you, you could
3: have a debate about whether you sat Henderson over Mount just for that experience. But yeah, I,
1: I feel like that would be a little bit odd, only because I, I don't know how Henderson would do in the half spaces. I'm sure he's on it, I, don't really I, get uh, that I would be I would be a bit confused by that unless unless but that I, I think you're just surrendering a, a, an opportunity to 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 catch Italy where where it would really hurt mm-hmm. just in front of the uh, the centre backs where they don't. I, really I could have see Mount absolutely
0: ending well. Jorginho, That's what I could see restart. I could and, see like with the whole midfield just completely on them, but particularly Mount, like knowing them from from club football. I suppose Jorginho will know him as well. I could see Mount just getting on top of him. and, yeah. and,
2: and that's and what I him. suppose I meant by um what I meant to say from in terms of the defensive approach of England, I suppose was it to just sit back and surrender possession. That's just very dangerous against Italy. What I suppose I meant is just to like close spaces down and uh and not give them a lot of time to think about the next pass or just close down passing lanes. I think England should start a four three three rather than a four two three one. Um, like Mount should be a little bit further back in his defensive positioning into midfield to form a midfield three with Bryson Phillips. I think you start the same lineup, I by the I way. Put right? on, I put him on Jorginho. I didn't really tell him to just do a, yep. do a job on him. Just press Jorginho. Jorginho all the way. Yeah. That's, a, that's a part smart part idea, job. too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to you can... just
2: play the pressing game, then you definitely want to shut down Jorginho. Um, if you're going to pre- play the you know close down the passing lanes kind of game then mount is suited for that too because his defensive positioning is very smart um and that's where you kind of want to start m- mount in a midfield three rather than ad- advanced like at a number 10 spot but i idea.
0: think if it if Italy tried to go along with the likes of bonucci or whatever you've kyle walker if the ball goes over the top actually in the last game just to give him a shout he was yeah you know, he was found out that he was, he was brilliant. Like, Dam's guard, the amount of times Dam's thought, oh, here we go, we run, and it was just, it was just like, yeah, get getaway exactly. get didn't create
3: anything, but it's... that's only because Kyle Walker was so good on the yeah. recovery. His positioning yeah.
1: did frustrate me, like, not, not in terms of defensively, but in terms of, like, receiving the ball, but that's clearly a Southgate thing where he was a lot more narrow, narrower than, um, than Shaw when he was receiving the ball. Um, and I thought that, Often that really limited a lot of his passing and a lot of the progression, well, progression. a lot of the options for yeah for England to progress the ball. However, mm-hmm. it's clear that Shaw would bomb on and he would almost be. Yeah. back three. He's like three. for centre
3: back anyway. Yeah,
1: he's almost a back three, and his covering runs are world class. It's not just his pace; like he is quick, but his 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 reading of the game is actually quite impressive. Now, my only other query for the change of lineup would be. Trippier at left left back and now obviously Shaw had a probably actually Shaw was probably won by uh man of the matches for the england denmark game but what well, combat chiesa uh, well combat either of those right wingers if it's i don't know berardi could play uh chiesa could play it's probably going to be chiesa but they both like to be quite narrow uh, or at least they like to cut inside and they're both proficient with their left foot Berardi's a left-footed player, but I think Chiesa might be right-footed. But he's... Yeah, Kiesl. Yeah, right. he is. He <laughs> but He's
0: very he's, good.
1: He's very good with the left He, yeah, he scored
0: that goal against Italy with. Or my or only. Against Austria with his left.
1: My, yeah, but yeah. I w- I wouldn't do this. But Southgate may think an uh, inverted wing back could help counter that better. Interesting. Um, but I'm I sure. I
0: I I think I don't think Southgate's that negative. Yeah, had, yeah, like, that's look, it. Look, I agree. Look, I look think Luke yeah, yeah, sure. solid as well, and like yeah. he's he, he's done he's been so he hasn't he created the most chances for you. So
3: I he's,
1: just can't see that happening. He's cut out so
3: many counters as well just with yeah. his yeah. pressing. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, it wasn't with
1: that. it wasn't something I was saying should happen. I'm just saying that might go through Southgate's mind or other people's yeah. minds in terms of the if if you wanted to counter Italy rather than play your own game.
0: I don't think anybody else would have that thought, but
2: Southgate and you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
3: it's, it's only because Southgate's done in the Croatia game but George is even thinking about it.
2: Yeah, yeah that's Probably. true. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, but, but um, yeah, it was a successful idea, and if Southgate goes with it, you know, I would think it's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I. It's it's an interesting game, especially after seeing Italy being dominated. I can't see England doing dominating in the same way. I think Italy. I, I, for me, I, I think, I think it'd be the same as a lot of the England games that have happened before. I think England will come out of the traps, mm-hmm. see what happens then. Maybe they get a goal, maybe they don't. I imagine they wouldn't get a goal. I think Italy will be wise enough that they they will be ready for that, and you know they they'll be up for the game early doors. And then I think Italy will will. I can't see Italy not having large spells of obsession with their pressing but england at the same time being relatively comfortable with that um and as i said i was like if you can like like the the england did press and i think they've increased the amount of pressing they've done as they've gone through the tournament i noticed against denmark at times whenever they needed to they were really pressing them um and if they can do that and they can shut Jorginho down and they can force Italy to go long, as I said. Kyle Walker with the recovery runs, and the three centre back or the the two centre backs are just great in the air. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting game. I, I, it's the first time I th- I'm gonna say it, what what my head thinks. I think uh, England will win it, uh, and that's no. it. I hey. that's, that's wow. It, I'm saying that I I have have every other time I've I've said that they won't win it. So now my hope is that you know I've I'm jinxing you. I'm wearing an Italy shirt now at the moment, and I hope I hope to God Italy win because you know what else (laughs) I thought I had. Yeah. Sorry to go on a bit, but the thought I had was, "Fuck me!" It was 50 55 years since the last time he's done it, and so that means. That it could happen again within my lifetime, <laughs> with those mathematics, and that was the that's the thought that's been going through my head is that really? I might have to go through I might have to go through this torture again. Yeah, so, it's kind of going to
3: be end of the year until you have to go through it again. <laughs> probably,
2: I'm predicting England. I've uh, I've said for like a year that England will win the World Cup in 2022. Uh, that's that's just how I see it going. And then the US win in 2026. USA
0: are it. in that alley. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> At least support
2: USA in that one. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I said USA winning in 2026. But, yeah, we're still a few years behind. We have a, a good upcoming, okay. uh, uh, you know, generation. Uh, but we're you still see dark quarter, USA dark Course Sally? USA's dark horse for 2022. They may be. Uh, I think we can make our first quarterfinals since 2002. But uh, that's we if, if we qualify, it. because it. we're
3: capable of not qualifying too, so. I was going to say we've sealed it zero points in the group stages. We'll see. Turkey. Turkey.
2: <laughs> oh no! If we if we manage anything near what Turkey did, as bad as
1: Turkey did it, God. Uh, have score have predictions. Score predictions, you two. Yeah. You score predictions, me, George.
2: Yeah, you start. sorry uh, start I mean, with you then.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think you can let the Italians score. Otherwise, I think we're going to lose. So for me, it's got to be two 0 England. I think. I think we will score an early goal. Virgo, uh, I think we'll get get it done, um, and from then on. Score in the
0: first half. I don't know if we get we'll, one. We'll
1: score within the first twenty minutes, I think, but then it'll be very cagey and, until the last twenty, which will nick a late goal, and oh, I, uh, yeah. and then the beers, the beers go down.
3: Um, I think it's all over. It is now.
1: Yeah, it is now. Um, <laughs> Oh, Maybe. I would be sick of my mouth by yeah. <laughs> <that.
0: laughs> uh, <laughs> if England win and that is said, I will
1: <laughs> Will you watch um, it on the England channel? But,
0: no, sorry. it'd be RT via the Irish channel I'd be watching.
1: You have it. to well you just can't do it. No. You can't bring yourself to do it He
3: okay. needs to have that hope that you t- the the false of tr- the lies that they tell themselves just to, to
2: yeah.
1: think.
3: Hey, <laughs> if,
0: if England won, I need to hear why they didn't deserve. Uh, it. No, no,
1: it'll be it'll be like um, when North Korea said they won the won World the Cup. World yeah. Cup against yeah. Portugal seven one. Actually, England loses the World Cup. It's like what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see, they've
0: got a CGI game ready to go, <laughs> ready to swap over at time if if England are winning. Yeah,
1: yeah. Harry Kane and Mason Mount.
0: Go. Mason Mount. There you go. So go for, I said in um, England I'll to put a score prediction. On, I'll just go 1-0. I, uh, it, these <laughs> these final these finals are really usually really cagey. Yeah, they're cagey. Yeah. And I can see it being pretty uh, scrappy. Un, yeah. Unless unless one team is like the Spain team a of, few of years oh, ago and just completely dominant, but I I think th- these teams are fairly even. Um I think I, the fact that it's in Miami and stuff like that. I just think that they're gonna do it, and it's yeah that can mate. work
3: both ways though.
0: I think it could do I don't think it will this time I think they there's such a positive atmosphere that I think it will always be positive playing at home at the moment for England in the past it it might have been negative, but it's it's so positive everyone said it like it's just all the good I watched that i I watched that uh, video of Miss man giving the shirt to the girl. And yeah. that, that melted my heart. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "You know what?" The funny thing about that video is, there's two lads standing beside her, and I, they're giving the dirtiest look because you just know they're super jealous. I was like, yeah. eh. <laughs> Every, everybody wanted that, and she's just there holding on to it, it's like doesn't know what to do with herself. Like we we laugh we laugh at the 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 uh, children crying when 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 like bad stuff happens. That is funny, but. Whenever the opposite happens, and you see the other act, the other side of it, what that kid doesn't know what to do either, and except this time it's happens, it's it's incredible, and it was like yeah, such a nice gesture from mine. Notice n- n- none of the other lads done it. I didn't see Hendo doing it. He walked past them, but there we go. Oh, uh, I didn't want but, to uh, share. He
2: wanted <laughs> <therapy>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but,
0: yeah. No, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think England will win it, and uh, I don't think the I think the crowd will have a massive impact. I think it'll be a positive one.
3: FJC? Yeah, Reino England, no problems. Calvin Phillips is scoring a screamer. Wow.
2: I up to today, up to this afternoon, I was thinking Italy. The more I thought about it and the more I prepared for this episode and looking back at Spain
3: Italy. No, Ali, I... jinx Italy, jinx them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I my head would my head would still go this is a very 50-50 one. It is. Okay. It's very 50-50 because neither team... Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. if England play like, take a similar approach to Spain, which they literally can not do because they're just not the same players, you know what I mean? But if they manage to play a game that's got adventure and kind of line-breaking passing attempts and tempo, I don't see that happening just because of the nerves of the occasion. But if England managed to come out playing that way, then they have a strong, strong chance. But if it is like any other final, like most finals, where it's just kg missed passes the teams feeling each other out a bit, I could see it doing something different. Um, I will say, this is very hard. I'll tell you what. I will go one one in normal time. Two two after extra time, England win on penalties. That'll be my prediction.
3: In front of Durgis, England misses a penalty as well. Jurgenio misses the penalty. <laughs> <as
0: well. laughs> I, the penalty. I win. Ferris, just thinking <laughs> about that. <laughs> one one.
3: Nah, that yeah, I just, said, uh, <laughs> to I'm just for the one one and then Desmond again.
0: <laughs> I've got a question for Fergus, just to end on. I think I think for, I no imagine friend. Fergus's answer will, will be quite positive. But I know we've got a lot of English su- su- uh, supporting listeners. Um, and I think, I think this question, I, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but you've backed England from the very beginning in our Discord chat. You've been talking up, saying it's coming home from the very beginning. Did you believe the hype from the be- very beginning? Or were you trying to do what I, the opposite of what I was trying to do and trying to manifest the positivity? But if you did truly believe it, what was it from the from before the tournament, and and what was it from the squad that you 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 believed the whole time?
3: I'm not going to say that I was thinking it's nailed on we winning it, but I looked at the teams in the tournament. I thought, looking at their teams compared to our team, there's no reason why we can't win it. And I don't want I I don't like going into a football game thinking, oh I I don't rate really our chances here because I've been to so many football games where. Leeds have been favourites and we've fucked it up and the other team have been favourites and we've we've done no job on them. And it's mm-hmm. just, anything can happen in football. I'd, I'd rather be positive going into a game or a tournament feeling optimistic about our chances. And it's like, people say this is this is a golden generation for this team. I've not seen anything from Southgate to check that He's a terrible manager that he can't do a job for this team. And I, I've just been I thought I was just beating My thought first is just why can't it happen?
2: That is brilliant. This England team will be remembered, and I really hope this comes through because a lot of my friends are English, and th- this England generation is lucky to have these group. This group of players from uh, a lot of different clubs. There are no personal egos. There's a brilliant manager that's just a really good person. England deserves to win the Euros, and I really hope it comes through. It would be great to see the winner on penalties in front of the England fans. That will—that's kind of my dream scenario. Um, but I'm sure the two of you, George and and FJC, and uh, a lot of the English fans listening, just want to win
3: it a comfortable two-nil. Um, yeah, from a if blood pressure, I would. But that, that moment of winning on a shootout would be great, great as well. That would be the greatest I moment to win it. It
2: would be the greatest moment in England's history since 1966. <laughs> I'd be stressed watching that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I couldn't watch that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I really hope England do win it because they do deserve it. And on that note, good luck, George and FJC. Good luck to every England fan listening. Yeah, good luck, guys. Yeah, cheers. Virgil, up. Uh, I like the attitude. Just I'll tell you one thing. Try to enjoy the game and just accept it. England are winning the Euros coming home. Yeah, that's not All we'll see you later guys we will see you after the final no matter what the result is cheers